you're listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hello, Rockstar SLPs. This is the Real Talk SLP podcast, and today we're going to be answering the question, what is theme smashing? We're going to talk about what it is, how to do it, and ways to think through the themes that you were choosing throughout the school year. So rewind to when I was a school-based SLP. Just starting out, I had a very large caseload with preschool all the way to sixth grade, and I was finding that even though, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to plan. So there were days where I would kind of come up with something like I'd pick a book and some activities that I wanted to do. But a lot of times I was pulling things off the shelf and trying to make it work. And there is nothing wrong with doing that because sometimes we have to do that in our sessions. We plan something and it's a total flop and we have to pivot. Right. And, and that's part of our job. And so there were days where grabbing things off the shelf worked, right? I'm like, wow, that was a really good session. But the long-term, um, my long-term confidence as a clinician was was dwindling a little bit because I felt like I didn't even know where I was headed in therapy. You know, I felt like I couldn't get a grasp of where I wanted to take my students with their goals and really be able to analyze my sessions for what went well and what didn't go well. So this is how I really got started with themes and how I started approaching themes when you have a big caseload like this, I started planning units and activities for my preschool kids all the way to my sixth graders. So if we were doing fall, everybody's doing fall. If I was doing gingerbread man, everybody's doing gingerbread man. Um, it didn't always work perfectly, especially if I had a student with speech sound um, goals where I needed to use a specific treatment approach. So it didn't work for everybody, but for the, if I could plan for the bulk of my caseload, it made things a lot easier for me. And quickly into doing that over time, I realized, you know, why am I trying to plan one theme a week and then switching out to another theme? It was very time consuming for me to prep and find materials and be creative and think through what I was going to plan. So I, I then, you know, then I moved into realizing, hey, I should probably use this theme for at least two weeks. And if I can use it for a whole month, even better. So I, I started using a theme for two to four weeks. And this was before, you know, the informed SLP was out and I could always find, you know, I, I love that website. If you haven't heard of it, um, you should go check it out. She, they do reviews of research and they give you practical application for how this research can apply to your caseload. So I, you know, at that time I didn't have a ton of research um, about speech and language disorders that I was, you know, when you went to a training, you went to a PD training. Yeah. You got some insights, but um, I didn't, I started doing more reading about language disorders and vocabulary instruction and realizing that a lot of our students who have language impairments, they need quite a few engagements with a word before they learn it. And I, and I list, I like listened, I read an article that said students with language impairments need 36 engagements with a word before they learn it. So 
it reiterated to me that, you know what, I need to stay using a theme for at least two to four weeks because it benefits me and it benefits my kids, my students, because they need that time to build background knowledge about the theme and they need that time to engage with those concepts. Um, I can't remember if I said this already, but you can learn more about why you should use a theme longer than a week in the Real Talk SLP podcast episode 45. I may have already said that, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but definitely check that out because it may help you with shifting your mindset on how to plan themes. And you might be going, phew, I can use a theme for two weeks. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that's where I then realized, hey, you know, I need to be doing themes more methodically and more strategically as well. Um, If you're just getting started with theme-based instruction, I have a bunch of different blog posts and podcast episodes, and I have a free themed um, SLP planner and idea guide that I will link in the show notes. But it gives you some ideas about all the different types of themes that you can plan. And my that's where I just I recommend just planning one theme a month and building and practicing making lessons and finding resources. And then the next year you can reuse that theme. So there, when you are planning in the beginning, it can feel overwhelming. But then the next year you can pull that stuff out again and do it with your students. Um, all right. So we got that down, right? We got it down that we should use a theme longer than a week because it benefits us for planning and it benefits our students to have more time and opportunities to grow in their knowledge of the concepts in the theme and to get more engagements, right? So that's where I started thinking about theme smashing. Um, and I'll give you an example of planning by themes where you're just kind of going, I'm going to do this theme and then I'm going to do this theme and it's fine to do it this way. So when you're thinking about planning by themes, you may go, okay, in um, the month of January, I'm going to do winter clothing and then I'm going to do penguins or then I'm going to do yetis. And so you are content, you're cha- you know, you're having this theme context for two weeks Um, that's about winter clothing. And then you're just going to jump right into penguins or yetis. And that's totally fine to do. I've done it before. There's, there's not really any harm doing that. But what I also found too, is that I am now going into a new topic or a new concept that isn't really related to winter clothing. It's a related to animals, um, that live, you know, penguins, we're going to learn all about penguins. So I started to look at some of my themes and thought, hmm, is there a way that I could theme smash where I could work on two themes at the same time and infuse them into my unit? Um, this is, this is a way that you can bring in concepts from your last theme into the new theme to increase more opportunities with vocabulary and background knowledge and making personal applications while also working on all the language goals and the speech goals, the WH questions, syntax goals, all that stuff. Um, so I started thinking through my planning. For example, if I was going to do a winter season theme and I really wanted to rock that for all of January, but I wanted to make it a little bit fresh and novel the last two weeks, the first two weeks, I could just talk about the winter season, the winter weather, 
things that you do in winter when it's cold outside, and then um, infuse a clothing theme. Or one of those, you know, two of those weeks, I could talk about winter clothing and why it's important, or I could do them simultaneously at the same time. Um, winter season and clothing, that's an easy theme smash to weave in throughout the whole theme. Um, here's another example of a theme smash doing community helpers and transportation together because most community helpers have a vehicle that they use to do their job. Uh, firefighters have a, you know, they have a fire truck, garbage truck drivers. They, they drive their special truck, um, mailman and mailwomen. They, they have a truck, right? So you could theme smash community helpers and transportation together. Or like I said, you could spend two weeks talking about community helpers and infusing some of that transportation um, concepts of what do they drive. And then the next two weeks, you're going to get real deep in transportation and, and the types of transportation that we can take and why it's important to have access to transportation and all the parts and all, you know, you can go down in the weeds for that. So you can theme smash that way where you're like, okay, for two weeks, we're going to talk about community helpers. I'm going to infuse some things about transportation. And then the next two weeks, I'm going to hit hard all about the vehicles and ways that we can travel while also still highlighting some of those concepts about the community helpers in our area. Okay. So you are increasing the opportunity for concepts to be revisited and you can tell, and you can see if like, Hey, are they getting it? Because can they remember something from our other theme? Um, it, it's a good gauge for you. The other thing you could do with a theme smash like this, where I'm talking about com community helpers and transportation is you could take a community helper of the week and really go deep with their transportation and their job. So you could do week one. We're going to talk about firefighters and police officers, and you can infuse transportation vehicles they use. Then the next week, you know, you might be talking about, um, you know, I don't know all the jobs for ship people, but like a captain of a ship, but you could talk about the jobs for ferries and ships and anything that, you know, it goes on water. You can find some books on that. And then you're infusing water transportation and community helpers that help with um, th that water transportation. And then the third week, you're going to talk about garbage uh, workers and, and people who come in your neighborhood, uh, you know, like male, male women and men, they come, what are their vehicles? So each week you could break it down by the community helper that you want to talk about and make sure that you have an emphasis on transportation as well in that theme. So this is how you can look at your calendar for the year and say, okay, I want to do the winter season in January, what other themes could I incorporate or what have I done in the past that I can incorporate later? Um, in December, I, I typically like to do the gingerbread man. I do that. I would do that every year when I worked full time. And then in March, maybe I want to do fairy tales and I can talk, I can bring in the concepts of the gingerbread man, I can maybe reread that book to them and talk about what is a fairy tale. And then the next few weeks, I would highlight different fairy tale books and activities with the students. So 
you're gonna look at this in the sense of planning out your calendar. And I'm gonna give you a couple of ideas for March and April of what this could look like so that you have some examples. Um, this is a really good way to be strategic with your planning for April. You could definitely just do a spring theme um, for the whole month of April. And you can do spring clothes. You could, you know, you can go down the list of all the activities of that you could plan for a spring unit. Or you could go, you know what, in weather, the weather, I did that in March. I did weather in March. Now I'm going to talk about spring weather at the first week of April and really talk about what the weather is like. I might then the next week after that, because we were talking about how in spring it can be rainy and windy, I'm going to do a kite theme for the next couple of weeks and talk about wind and kites and air and all that stuff. So you could go from weather to spring weather to kites and then go into another, you know, you, you may branch off at that point, but I hope that makes sense with, with smashing some themes into each other. So kites and windy weather, those are themed smash because you're going to be talking about kites and how to make them and where you can use them. And then you're going to be talking about the wind. Remember when we talked, we learned about the wind and how air moves this is, we're going to get to see this happening with, with kites. Um, so that's an example of, of theme smashing from a March theme to a spring theme. Um, another good spring theme that you can theme smash are insects and flowers. Uh, you can do insects for the first two weeks. And then the second two weeks, you can talk about flowers. And so the first week of doing an insect theme, you might even just be telling, you know, giving them information about insects and what they are. You're going to pick some books like Some Bugs. That's a really good book where it's just like an overview of insects. Then the next week, you might hone in on some of those bugs that help pollinate flowers and plants and why they're important and why we need them in order to have food and have oxygen and all that stuff. So you could highlight bees, and any other insects that help pollinate the flowers. So now you're, you're theme smashing flowers and bees, but you're really priming your students to be able to next the following week, take in information about flowers. And so the, the next two weeks, you're going to be talking about planting a garden and planting plants that grow food and learning about the pollination cycle. They're going to be able to draw on some of those insects that help our flowers grow. Um, you know, we have aphids. I know my mom doesn't like aphids. Um, I, I don't think snails are technically an insect, but snails, they eat our plants. So talking about how ladybugs are so important because they, they eat aphids, which can, you know, ruin your flowers. So those are ways that you can theme smash. I have another example, and then we're gonna, we're gonna We'll be done. We'll be done. Hopefully you guys get the concept of theme smashing. So remember, theme smashing is when you work on two themes at the same time and infuse them into your themed unit. These are ways for you to bring in concepts from your last theme to your new theme. 
And this will increase opportunities. It will help kids to draw on what they already learned and make personal connections from previous themes. And it also gives you a sense of like, you're building, you're doing some building blocks of vocabulary and word associations and so many skills, so many skills. So some theme smashes that you can do, you can do winter season, clothing theme, community helpers and transportation, insects and flowers. I also thought that it could be really fun to do a baking theme and then you could do a birthday party theme because you have to bake a cake for the birthday party. So are you guys, are you guys tracking with me? So you're, you want to look at your themed units and go, okay, what would pair well with the next theme um, to build off of that? And so I'm going to link in the show notes my free SLP planner and inspiration guide where there's over 100 seasonal and non-seasonal themes so that you, you can look through that and get some ideas for how you could do this. And then if you, I'll link some other blog posts, but if you need some more examples of picking a theme, um, you want to look through your themes and go, what are easy to adapt? What could, what could be transferred to other themes? Like I said, weather and spring, you know, weather's great because you can use that any time of the year. And you can talk about that specific seasonal weather and activities that you could do during that time. So I hope that this was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. You can always reach out to me at Felice Clark at thedabblingspeechy.com or find me on social media at thedabblingspeechy. But um, if you're feeling overwhelmed with planning theme therapy or you don't have the time to make materials. I do have a theme therapy SLP membership that I will link in the show notes as well that has printable and digital materials, links to YouTube videos and book recommendations and cheat sheets for those books and companions, as well as lots of other activities to help you implement a theme-based approach without stressing. And so for this, for the month of March, we have fairy tales, frogs, and why am I, and weather. So we do have some elements where you can theme smash for the following month, because then in April we have flowers, insects, and spring. So if you chose to do weather, you could then lead in with spring and April, and then move to insects and flowers and implement a theme smashing situation. So I hope that you have a great day. As always, SLPs, be the SLP that every kid wants to see. Stay inspired and I will talk with you soon. Uh.